0: The headlines, again, are dominated with more tragedy shootings in schools and churches and sporting events and grocery stores. Where is the Lord in all this? How are we as believers to respond to tragedies of this nature?
1: This is Considerate, where we are considering questions regarding life, theology, and the church. Consider it as a ministry of Redemption Bible Church in New Braunfels, Texas.
0: Do you have questions regarding life, theology, or the church? If so, text the word REDEMPTION and your question to 830-299-7505. Again, that's 830-299-7505, and we will consider your question.
1: To learn more about our church and our ministry here, visit redemption.bible. I'm Michael Hawkins.
0: And I'm Blair Cushman.
1: Let's consider it. Not a few weeks, but we are back and I have a pretty heavy question today. Um, How do we make sense of these shootings? How do we make
0: sense of the shootings? That's right, uh, as we're recording this, uh, yet another. devastating tragedies taking place uh, and pretty close to home for us yeah. in Uvalde, Texas. Um, we're located here in New Braunfels, so a couple hours west of us. It uh, wasn't that long ago, just back in 2017 when we were getting started, the Sutherland Springs uh, uh, church shooting at First Baptist Church, which is very close, just 30 minutes from us. And and uh, in recent days, we've had uh, shootings outside in Milwaukee, outside the the Bucks Stadium after uh, the the Bucks game. Uh, we had the shooting in Buffalo at the grocery store, and uh, uh, that uh, was racially motivated. And uh, and on the same day, although it didn't get a lot of press, like a, a church in California and. Uh, um, and now just a few days later, uh, at the elementary school with, uh, uh, last I saw was 18 kids and a couple adults and several more injured and, and things. And so it's heavy, heavy, heavy news, heavy days, uh, heavy conversation with my kids this morning on the way to school, mm-hmm. you know, to, uh, uh, to pray with them and talk about it and, and, uh, um. And lots of heavy conversations over the last couple weeks uh, again, you know, and this isn't new. It's not uh, the first time that's happened, like I said, in 2017. And then you just go back over the last couple decades and, you know, numerous school shootings and yeah. uh, and just uh, devastating tragedies like this over and over. And so um, and I think it's, it's good for us to just uh, pause again. How do we make sense of all of this? You know, where is the Lord? Um, how do we as believers respond? Uh, what do we do? Because, uh, I'm sure if you've scrolled through social media, <laughs> you know, today and in the aftermath, you're met with all kinds of responses, yeah. uh, calls for political action, for military action, for police action, for, uh, all kinds of things, social action, psychological action, and, um, and and you begin to see just the various places that people turn to for help uh, and uh, and change uh, as we respond to the grief and the anger and the confusion of tragedies like this. Um, and so, what do we as believers do? I think is really the the crux of the question. Where do we turn for our help? What uh, where where do we look uh, when we're looking for answers and for change in all of this. And so I want to just tackle it today and, uh, and try to help make some sense of it to bring some clarity to confusion and, and, uh, at the same time, just to be sensitive and pastoral as we, as we talk about it, because even before we, you know, kind of answer some of these questions, I think, how do we make sense and what is our initial response? It should be one of lament. Right. Um, Yeah, things like this are grievous. Yeah, Yeah. and so the the Bible would teach us to to lament, to cry out, and to direct our complaints to the Lord. Uh, When any time when the vulnerable are uh, are you know harmed in the various ways that that happen, it should really cause us to lament. People. Uh, going to a basketball game, people going to the grocery store, going to church, children going to school, and uh, grievous evil like this being unleashed upon them is uh, is tragic. We should we should lament, right? We should uh, look to the Lord, to cry out to Him, and to plead with Him for mercy and help and justice, uh, as uh, as our God, and. Uh, and that's that's what we that's what we do. I think like the Psalms are filled with laments, right? Yeah. Where do we go we go to when when you're feeling these things? Go to Psalm four, you know, where where David is there pleading with the uh, Lord, "Answer me when I call, O God of my righteousness. You have given me relief when I was in distress. Be gracious to me and hear my prayer." That's Right. He's lamenting. He's coming to the Lord. He's 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 demanding an answer. You know, mm-hmm. as uh, as much as we can from the Lord in his distress, in his grief, and then he explains the situation. Verse two, O men, how long shall my honor be turned into shame? How long will you love vain words and seek after lies? It says, but know that the Lord has set apart the godly for Himself. The Lord hears when I call to Him. Be angry and do not sin this is just a good. It's a psalm of lament, a recognizing of where these things come from, where hope and help is, of confessing that I'm angry about this, um, and uh, and yet I don't want to sin. I need to think about these things, but let us think about it in silence. Yeah, you know, as we bring it to the Lord, and we want to, you know, just vent everything. And that's yeah. you know, like in social media, that's where one of the like, it's it's just kind of the vomit of every all the, just the. the the responses yeah. and the outward processing uh, in in the confusion in the hurt in the grief in the anger
1: and yeah. and yeah we can turn these things to the lord and i think it's right just to recognize that the the confusion mm-hmm. the the sadness the anger they're all mm-hmm. appropriate responses because we live yeah. in a fallen broken world right. and we're seeing the effects of of sin around us and it's it is awful right and it is confusing because we know in us that this is not the way that it should be right and so just to recognize that and then to to take that to to the one who who offers the peace right and the comfort is just is important it's, right. we don't suppress it and say oh well you know God's sovereignty; He's just allowing this to happen. I'm gonna; <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna trust that right. He makes all things work together for good. Right. And so you know, it is what it is. Right. Yeah. That's not the appropriate That's response. Not right,
0: right. 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 We can't just like, and and and, and it's in moments like this where the. Uh, those trite sayings are seen for what they are you know even when it's when when they are filled with a measure of truth but we can't like those cliches and things aren't substantive enough Uh, and also just like giving full vent to our anger and 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 all that also isn't good and right and helpful in this situation as well and so what how do we make sense how do we come move Forward? How do we, you know, bring it and lament to the Lord? And you touched on something there that I think is, is, has to be the starting place when we're trying to just make sense and think through these things mm-hmm. is just the wickedness of human depravity. Right. You know, what exists in our world is this kind of like, like, well, like the, is this kind of belief in the inherent goodness of humanity, Uh, at our core, we're just really good. And, 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 and everybody is, you know, it comes from a place of goodness. And, and the Bible gives a really different picture of that. We don't like it. You know, we, we, in our independence and in our pride, we like to bow up against it. And yet when we just embrace the biblical truth of our radical depravity, it helps us make sense. Like, no, these things are possible. And even in a sense, like apart from the grace of God, I could be possible or I could potentially do something wicked and tragic. Okay, well, and like, oh, no, yeah. not me. But it's like, well, <laughs> it's the grace of God yeah, that prevents us from doing this. But if you think of truths like Jeremiah seventeen nine: the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? which is helpful, even as we try to make sense, like, how does somebody do this? How does somebody go to, you know, to the lengths where based on their skin color, they would, you know, just have this level of hatred to go take their life or because they like this team or because they worship this way or just because they're mad at somebody and so they're going to take it out on kids. Like, well, like, who can understand it? Like, (laughs) it's always like, we don't understand. The only way we can make sense of it is just understand, like, we are radically depraved. And apart from the grace of God, uh, it is uh, uh,
1: like anything like this yeah. is possible. Yeah, I think about you know Genesis six five. The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Yeah, right,
0: right. And so that's that's just a helpful like reminder too. Like this is nothing new. That's right. Like sometimes we can come to this and like, oh, this is like this is the worst thing that's ever happened in the yeah. history of the, of the world and. And when it hits home it's close, you know, especially like us. We have kids in the, those age grade, you know, like yeah. it could have been our elementary school. It's super close, it's right down the road from us, you know, we live in Texas and yeah. and so it hits home and yet when we go all the way back to Genesis like that we realise, oh you know, human wickedness is not something new. That's right. It's always existed and that's like that that language like you just read there, that's like to the superlative. That's like this is the worst that was thousands of years ago you know near the near nearer to the beginning of humanity and uh the creation of the world and yet we also can sometimes get so wrapped up in our own little bubble and realize like no human wickedness and and people harming the vulnerable and taking other people's life is a humanity problem it's happening all over the world we may not just get it in the headlines here in america right uh, but it's you know, devastating tragedies like this are happening all over the world and yeah. uh, are using all kinds of means and weapons to unleash their terror you know, um, whether it's guns or knives or bows and arrows or sticks and rocks or their own fists or trucks or bombs or yeah. you know, biological warfare whatever it is since sin entered the world people have sought to murder mm-hmm. uh, and kill one another, yeah. and uh, and that's tragic, you know. It doesn't minimize the pain and grief, right, no. but it does help us make sense that this is something that's existed for a long time, and it's more tragic than we sometimes realize or give credence to because of the cultural things of our inherent goodness <laughs> yeah. and our beliefs and the you know the political system in which we live and all that and yeah. we think like oh well we're a first world country we have law enforcement we have rules and laws that people would abide and we can legislate goodness in people and and that's just not true it's right. helpful don't hear me say like oh we should just have a free-for-all <laughs> right. and just complete anarchy that's not it but that's not where our hope lies exactly because it goes way back to the beginning and the sinfulness of our own heart. It starts in the individual, and uh, and even then as we begin to look forward, then, well, okay, well, where's the,
1: wh- 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 where's the way forward? Yeah. Where's the solution? In light of that, and as you were talking about lament uh, just a minute ago, and, and something that's been really helpful for me when I think about lament, Yeah. And the difference between despair and lament yeah. is that despair is just this downtrodden hopelessness of sadness and worry and fear, Yeah. whereas lament is a recognition of the, the hurt and the pain, mm-hmm. but it's with a hope. It's going yeah. back yeah. and turning to the Lord. And so... Um, Psalm seventy-seven mm. for me is a, a great example. Yeah, um, as Asaph is writing, he's yeah. saying, "I cry aloud to God, aloud to God, and He will hear me." In the day of my trouble, I seek the Lord, and He goes on to, yeah. you know, to ask questions. He says, um, "You know, will the Lord spurn forever mm. and never again be favorable? Right. Has His steadfast love forever ceased? Are His promises?" At an end for all time? Yeah. Has God forgotten to be gracious? Has He, in anger, shut up His compassion? Right. But then He.
0: Right. Because the answer to all those questions ultimately is.
1: No. Yeah.
0: Right. And so. No, He has not forgotten. Right. But
1: He's He's expressing the way that He's feeling. His heart. He's feeling right. alone and right. and broken. Yeah. But then He says. Um, Verse eleven, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, yeah. I will remember your wonders of old. I will ponder all your work and meditate on your mighty deeds. Your way, O oh God, is holy. Yeah. What God is great like our God. Yeah. You are the God who works wonders. You have made known your might among the peoples. And so again, yeah. he's he's expressing the hurt and the pain. Of, of what he's feeling but then he says but god i know who you are right and i'm going to trust in your steadfast love in your
0: character right because that's where we turn it to right like we turn our attention that's the difference between despair and and lamenting and even okay well what's the way forward well at first we have to look to the lord yeah. in our lament and in our action going forward Right, yeah. Any hope for change then needs to be through the lens of the Lord, the creator of the heavens and the earth, the, the one who can actually affect this change. And so that's right. That's where uh, Asaph takes us, says, it seems this way. We know that ultimately the answer is no. He says, but then I'm going to go back and I'm going to look to the Lord. And I love the example that he gives. You know, he, he, he ended there. He says, I'm going to go here. And then he gives that example in the end of chapter, or in Psalm 77, uh, he refers back to the Exodus. Yeah. Here's another horrific time in human history. The Hebrew people being horrifically enslaved, brutally treated killed without mercy, uh, um, and, 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 and horrendous, and it is there that God comes in and redeems them out of this devastating tragedy. He hears their prayers, he leads them uh, through it, and, uh, and I like this one, uh, the, verse 19, because he, he reminds them that, uh, you know, God's way was through the sea, his path through the great waters, yet your footprints were unseen." you led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron mm-hmm. and and i like that in there because there's an acknowledgement of the sovereignty of god through this even through the midst of the tragedy, his way was through the sea, not around the sea. Because sometimes, it's like God, we don't want these tragedies. We don't want this happening, and and uh, and yet, God is taking them through it. He's rescuing them through it. Even as his footprints were unseen, which we can like, uh, we can look around and be like, God, where are you through all this? Where where are you? That's right. Are are, are you not here? You know, are you are you absent? Have you forgotten to be gracious? You know. Are you angry and shutting up your compassion? He's like, no, you're here, and he's leading his people, and he's using these spiritual leaders to lead them uh, through it, and, and uh, we, don't, we don't fully understand it all. You know? um, we're going to meditate on it. We're going to look to him. We're going to think back on God's past history of perfect faithfulness to his people in the midst of human depravity and the tragedies that are around us. And yet, even through it all, God is still good. He's still rescuing His people. He's still uh, helping. And and uh, this is really where we find our hope. You know. Mm-hmm. So how do we how do we make sense? Well, we lament? We look to the Lord, right, uh, and remember His past faithfulness. And we look to Him then about okay, how do we how how do we move forward in this? Um, you know, without tried answers and without just like. Looking, you know, to all the all the human things. Like again, those things can be good, but looking to just legislate things isn't ultimately going to be the the, right. the, the, the the change. It's not going to affect the change that I think everybody ultimately wants. Only only the gospel can. That's right. And that's going to start through individuals, through us personally taking seriously the responsibility for the great commission. Yeah. Uh, of advancing the gospel of uh walking in wisdom towards outsiders making the best use of the time yeah. you know if there's a time yeah. any time like uh where where there's not time to be wasting around you know <laughs> with our conversations and talking about trivial things yeah. it's right now you know where we can be uh, and should be bold with the gospel and declaring the mystery of the gospel not in a beat it over the headway this is where you know this yeah, is colossians 4 yeah you know, we're not just coming in, well, yeah, this could happen to you too if, uh, you know, you don't, uh, you know, repent and believe in Jesus. Not that. So our speech needs to be gracious, seasoned with salt, knowing how we uh, ought to answer each person and, uh, and where we can just lovingly, honorably lament and point to Christ and say, hey, I don't know how to make sense of this, but I know the Lord does. And, uh, uh, and, and, and uh, you know, this, that's uh, what gives me hope in, uh, in
1: situations like this That's right. we grieve not as the world grieves right. we grieve with those who have hope mm-hmm. and so we we want to share that hope with others the, these are opportunities for us as believers right. with, with a hope in these things that as we lament and we fix our eyes on the things above as we trust in Christ yep. we get to share that hope with the hopeless right Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm reminded in, in situations like this of Psalm 37, and we're just continuing to come back to the, to the, uh, you know, the word of God, as we say, we look to the Lord and Psalm 37 has helped me make some sense on what to do. And and what's really interesting, David here begins with like the commands of what to do before he explains the situation. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, just, I want to jump ahead a little bit because I think it's helpful here because like I said he starts with here's what to do but then he explains the situation so just like jump to uh, verse 12 he says the wicked plots against the righteous and gnashes his teeth at him but the Lord laughs at the wicked, for he sees that his day is coming. Right? So there's, like, the sovereignty of God he sees. The wicked are plotting. He's against the righteous. You know, the wicked draw their sword and bend their bows to bring down the poor and needy, to slay those whose way is upright. You're like, yeah. <laughs> you know, right there. Whether it's a sword, a bow, a gun of, you know, various kinds, rifle, handgun, you know, yeah. salt, it, like, it doesn't matter, rock, stick. They do it to bring down the poor and... Needy, Yeah. Like we've seen that, um, and uh, you know he goes on and on the about what the wicked do. Verse twenty one: the wicked borrows but does not pay back, but the righteous is generous and gives. And so here's here's what's happening here. Okay, so what do we do in the midst of all this? We'll come back to then verse one. And there's lots of commands in every verse. He says, fret not actually tells him to fret not several times you yeah. know again in verse eight fret not yourself in verse seven fret not yourself over the one who prospers in this you know um because what what what's happening right now we're all we're, we're fretting right yeah. we're trusting in other things we're uh we're we're uh we're, we're getting angry we're, uh, we're you know all the things and and god knows this this isn't new and so just like here's what Here's what we do. What's the way forward? Well, first, fret not yourself because of evildoers, right? Be not envious of wrongdoers, right? And so what's, you know, like, you don't have to fear you do not fret. like all the situations like I get it if you, you know today like you're trying to keep your kids home or whatever fine but it doesn't mean we just need to cower in fear every time we go to the grocery store every time we go to a, a, a game or church or things it doesn't mean we also just go the other way and be like well I'm envious wrongdoers can do this so I'm just gonna live however I want I'm gonna forsake the rules and the laws of the land and yeah. the way of the Lord no no, no. So here's a reminder they will soon fade like grass and wither like the green herb like I love that like tragedy is temporary and it can seem like that especially now when there's just like day after day week after week headline after headline year after year tragedy after tragedy of one form or another and yet we have to come back to this tragedy is temporary that's right Um, and this is the hope that we have as believers uh, who have the hope of eternal life that this will have an end it will not always be like this even if it means it's when we depart this earth and are with the Lord. That's right. But their end will be done away with. Verse 3, okay? So we're to fret not, be not envious, trust in the Lord and do good. All right. I'm going to trust in the Lord. I'm going to continue to do good. I'm going to do it. In the face of evil, we don't repay evil for evil, all these things. What do we do? We continue to do good, dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. So this, you know, this for the uh, Israelites, they have some land promises uh, mm-hmm. here that are different than us today as the church and believers today. But he's given them now some, we, you know, and, and here's where the principle applies for us. He's just teaching them, hey, well, you as an Israel, you as a nation, King David then the Israelites here, you live differently. The nations live this way. That's right. But you as the people of God, as Israel, you live differently. You have a different ethic. You have a different way of looking at things. And the same is true even for us today. God's people have always lived differently than the world around them. No matter what era we live in. And, and this is true now we're processing these things differently we live differently and that's always countercultural anytime we try to just like go in line and try to mirror the culture just try to like merge into it, 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 it we're, we're living outside the way God designed us to live that's right we were set apart yeah that's right we are set apart we trust in the Lord here's verse 4 delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart right like we love that verse. <laughs> especially when it comes to obedience like okay like I can do the things that the Lord's called me to do and and uh he will do these things but, but what's so interesting is the context of this verse is in the midst of evil prospering that's right in the midst of tragedy in the midst of the wicked uh, take uh, killing the vulnerable and so oh no here we need to delight ourselves in the Lord look commit Your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. The justice that we want, the righteousness that we want to see in the land, the change. Well, how does that happen when we commit our way to the Lord? It starts personally. It starts with the people that we're involved with. and, And we continue to live out these biblical principles you know we might say when we live out the one another's, this is what's going to affect change we want it you know we want quick fixes we want big fixes we want you know we want one law that will fix everything and and the whole land and we will never have to deal with these things and that just honestly doesn't exist that's the hope that we will long for when Christ returns and brings vengeance on on the land but in the meantime while we wait for him it starts with us so that this doesn't happen you know around us as much as it's in our our, uh, our our doing and even as we wait here's verse 7 be still before the Lord wait patiently for him fret not yourself over the one who prospers in his way over the man who carries out evil devices and we can get into anxious activity as a response to this and start demanding you know societal change and yet it's the Lord who affects this and so we be still we wait patiently we don't fret verse 8 we refrain from anger and forsake wrath Mm -hmm. if we were to go and look at a social media posts in response to these things would they fit in line with this or would it fit in line with Colossians 4 5 and 6 Mm -hmm. you know, if we were to put it through that grid, is it is our speech gracious and salty and informed about the gospel and the things of the Lord? Or is it unrighteous anger and wrath? That's not to say we can't you know, speak with a righteous anger and, and not that we shouldn't be upset over these things. It's, nobody's here. He's speaking of a sinful anger, a wrathful anger that wants to lash out and strike right because your reminds us first time for the evildoers shall be cut off like do you believe that you know in the midst of these things evildoers shall be cut off that's, right. that's that's where our hope comes from right how do we make sense well it's like we have to believe that this is true it may be different than our timing Maybe different than our ways it may, it may not happen through you know the the Legislative processes and the and you know the law
1: that guides our land. The, um, the looking back to the Lord's faithfulness yeah. through the Exodus, as we right. just talked about, and, yeah. and and through these fulfilled promises uh, that we can then cling to right. that reality, cling to to His faithfulness, His promise keeping, right. um, to trust that this too will be true in yeah. His timing. Right, right. That's what it,
0: right, that's what it uh, amounts to, you know, even the exodus, it was 400 years of slavery. Oh, where was the Lord? Was he silent? Was he forgetful? Yeah. Um, And uh, his timing's just different, and, and so, that, that doesn't... That, that, again, that doesn't minimize the pain of the specific instance. And that's where lament is so key. Lament is what happens when uh, tragedy meets the sovereignty of God.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That, that's the biblical response to uh, this. When, when our suffering, when tragedy uh, pairs with the, our belief in the sovereignty of God, it should provoke a response of lament of turning to the Lord, of bringing our complaints to Him, uh, our sadness, our grief, our anger to the Lord and pleading with Him for help and then uh, committing ourselves to live according to His ways, right? And And, and not just in the trite things like, well, God's going to make something good you know come from this and he will for sure absolutely yeah. we believe in that 100% you know and praying for uh, the the churches and the believers specifically in Uvalde that are right there caring for these families and uh, when, in my time at Camp Ego uh, uh, you know we had a good, good working relationship with uh, First Baptist Church in Uvalde and Pastor Ralph there and been just praying for him and their church this morning uh, that, uh, that they would be ministering and have uh, endurance to meet the needs, and just uh, the hope and help of Christ in, in, in of and and all this. And I God raise up more, you know, to work out some good, and some will come to Christ and all that. And we, we truly believe that. Yeah. And yet, even in the midst of it, we must lament that this is the reality of our human existence. Yeah. And so. And so that's that's you know I think hopefully helpful in how we make sense of it and what do we do What's the way forward as we remember the the depth of depravity and the goodness of God and His good sovereignty over the things of the world and then our responsibility and what we do as we lament as we move forward as we seek to effect change and uh, and and be a light like this is. You know, and it's it's not easy. I you know, would love to come on a podcast like this and be like, all right, here's three things to do to stop a you know devastating tragedy. Yeah. And, and that would be folly for us. Yeah. Um, because I think we've all realized it's not just that simple. That's right. If anything, these moments come to, to help us realize of our frailty and our delusions of control and safety and all that, where our life is in the hands of the Lord. That's right a pandemic hasn't taught us these things, <laughs> if tragedies like this haven't taught us like, yeah, we we depend on the Lord more than we probably recognize moment by moment. Yeah. You know, life could go just like that yeah. while we're going to the grocery store, while we're driving to a friend's, while, you know, while we're trying to go to a, a sports game to watch our favorite team. And uh, and things like this happen and, and so yeah. it's hard it's hard you know and it's hard it's hard for us to process it's hard for kids to process you know um, yeah. even as we think about like our kiddos and okay well how do we we're, we're having difficulty well how do I how do I like talk about this then with kids right, right? yeah and I think that'd be helpful for us to, even just to uh, untangle a little bit here maybe your parents and and have kids or maybe you as younger siblings or you're a teacher or something and you're working how do we how do we talk about this with those who really aren't emotionally mature to handle the heaviness
1: like this yeah. of, of information and existence like this I think one of the conversations that um, we've had and uh, we try to continue to have is just how these things breed disunity Mm -hmm. you know divisiveness um in in the world and we see these polarizing effects that come from these moments but how the gospel calls us to unity to to love one another and so looking for those opportunities to move toward unity and not allow these things to divide us but to, to, to find opportunities to share the hope of the gospel to Right. To point people back to, to Jesus and all the things that we've been talking about, right. leading up to this point, um, you know, so right. we have to share the hope that we have in Christ, right. rather than making it political right. arguments right. against this stuff. Right, that's a good word for
0: us. You know, we we as adults need to remember that as well. Yeah. yeah, that's a that's right. This is not the time to for the aisle to widen. You know, this is not the time to uh, be. Yeah, dividing from people this is the time to really be on our knees before the Lord and coming together to work together for a solution and not just digging in our heels over antiquated, uh, ineffective methods and rehashing the same old arguments that haven't worked and you know, demanding action in these ways that's uh, you know, just proven ineffective over and over and over um, and it is time to bring us together you know and, uh, and that's yeah that's a great message for our kids you know even as a, like, I, I think really when it comes to talking to our kids we take the kind of things that we've just talked about and we distill them down
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know in a way that they can carry because we don't just want to like let them watch the news and all the horror that they can't make yeah. sense of and all this stuff but as good parents you know to sit down and to one uh, just begin by saying hey we need to pray about this yeah before any explanation before anything it's just like that demonstrating like we need to turn to the lord in this is how we bring it up with our kids like first turn to prayer uh second teach them how to lament these things Mm. and and uh uh you know depending upon how old they are what they can handle like you know your kids maturity level Mm. but uh to to teach our kids not and not just in moments like this but even in you know in your own like discipling and discipline of your kids of saying when people choose to hurt others when people choose to walk in a way that dishonors God that's sad to us yeah. and teaching them to grieve like sin should make us grieve yeah when people who are innocent are hurt and when people take advantage of others whether it's you know bullying or something as tragic as this or other things when people choose to not follow god's ways that should make us sad you know even like in conversations about sexuality and things like well how do we talk about our kids you know with 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 things like that of you know of of, uh, homosexuality or whatever it is and 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 teaching our kids that these things are grievous they grieve the lord and they should grieve us that's right and uh, and so we turn to the lord in prayer we it should teach us you know to be sad and you know that we don't have to be afraid that's right um, we can walk we we'll, uh, you know uh, uh, be not afraid or discouraged for the lord your god goes with you mm. and we live in the uh, in the lord's protection and uh, and just reminding our kids that God watches over us all sure. the time, even through tragedies. He knows. He's not distant. He he, uh, he walks with us. And here's how we live, even in light of that. Even when nobody else is, even when everybody else is choosing the way of wickedness, we continue
1: to walk in the way of righteousness. Yeah. And I think of it, too, just in light of James 4 and, mm-hmm. and talking about yeah. you know the reason that we quarrel and fight and the, the reason that these things... Happen is because of the desires of our hearts and having wrong desires and so this is just such a a great gospel opportunity with our kids to explain and you touched on this earlier that apart from God's grace we're all right right in the middle of of this and so to to really show our kids the the depravity of man and the wickedness of our hearts and that our hope is in Christ and so you I think as we say you know I don't know we, we bring these things to the light to say hey we're, we're all struggling sinners right. um, this right. is just another example of that and so what we have to do is we have to cling to Christ we have to recognize our depravity and recognize that Christ went to the cross and died for that right, right. yeah Use. bring it back to the uh, to the
0: gospel you use it as a gospel opportunity um That's yeah. We all all these things should be as we you know talk about having a gospel lens and a gospel focus of bringing it back to uh, the death and resurrection of Christ that uh, paid for it and gives us hope in the midst of it. And uh, and yeah, like this sin kind of exists in all of us. You know, I think it should also like as we talk about it with our kids, but and and even as we're evaluating our own life, is we need to we need to take a a strong look at what are we exposing our kids to. Mm You know things like video games and and movies that depict violence and all that that are like planting these images and seeds in young impressionable minds we have to be very careful about uh to that that's normalizing you know uh, what is what is horrific you know and and that's you know we've talked about that in different ways and in different podcasts and and things like that but but it is it is appropriate and here's another like great when we talk about our kids like yeah that's why we don't watch shows like that that's true Mm. because it's it's making into entertainment what is actually tragic it's actually devastating it's it's making entertaining what uh christ went to the cross to die for Mm. and uh um and there's just another opportunity like to talk about this this is why we live different this is why we don't watch shows like that why we don't read books like that why we don't play video games like that because uh, that's where those things are are born out have been normalized um, and uh, not the cause you know don't be careful someone can take that too far like oh video games are the okay. cause of all that so not necessarily but probably more than we give it credit for yeah things so just the entertainment industry that's uh, that normalizes what is tragic
1: well, it just goes back to being sober minded to being mindful of what we yep. what we put in right um, and so it's just yeah you know, as we think about giving the the enemy a foothold mm. you know, we just want to be careful of what we expose ourselves and our impressionable children right to right.
0: that's right that's right so just so again, as it comes back to our kids, we point them to the Lord. We uh, teach them how to respond emotionally, right? And, uh, and uh, that these things are sad and tragic, and uh, and use them as teachable moments for why we live righteously, and uh, and as warnings to what could be possible in our own heart, and a point to the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is, you know, these the this is how we shepherd our kids, you know, and in the varying degrees, like I said, of maturity and how they can handle, you know, the information and and all that of, of how we look forward. So, um, so tragic, tragic circumstances and, uh man, they keep us on our knees, uh, dependent upon the Lord and also hopeful as we look to eternity. Right. Uh, and say, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Like that's like, Jesus save us, uh, save us here in the moment from these situations and save us, uh, in glory, uh, and, uh, come quickly and bring vengeance with you, uh, and bring evildoers to an end. That's been my prayer uh, for these things of, as I've been praying, you know, The last several weeks, God, would you be near to the brokenhearted? Would you raise up your disciples to live on a more urgent mission? And would you thwart evildoers as you bring those responsible to justice? God, would you do that? That's been my prayer and will continue to be now and all that. So um, let us look to the Lord, you know, in these things. Let us find our hope and help as we try to make sense and as we try to move forward in a way that honors the Lord. through these tragedies. Thanks for tuning in to Consider It, where we are considering your questions regarding life, theology, and the church. Consider It is a ministry of Redemption Bible Church of New Braunfels, Texas. If you would like to submit a question, text the word REDEMPTION and your question to 830-299-7505. To learn more about our church and the ministry here, visit redemption.bible. Thank you for your support and listening. Join us next time as we consider it.